Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Comics and Cinema. I'm your host Alex Klein and last night I got a package with my Midtown Comics. So this episode is going to be discussing the comics that I got in my Midtown shipment. Those comics are The History of the Marvel Universe, issue number 3, The Avengers, issue number 25, or it might be 24, issue 3 of Arrow, Marvel Comics, issue 1001, Fearless, issue 3, King Thor, issue 1, and then from DC, we have Deceased, Issue 5, and Harleen, Issue 1. So let's dive right in, guys. So I made my first read because I was so impressed last time and, and all the times of uh, History of the Marvel Universe. And uh, it did not disappoint. So this was written by Mark Wade with pencils and colors by Javier Rodriguez, inks by Alvaro Lopez, and letters by VCs Joe Caramagna. Um, like I said, guys, this is just... This series is so good and is such a fun ride going through the history of the Marvel Universe. And this one goes from the uh, from the beginning of the Fantastic Four all the way until the end, which is... Um, oh, the Phoenix is the end, uh, setting it up for the Phoenix, which is really interesting because there's still three issues left. And I'm wondering if they're going to they're gonna teeter into the quote-unquote future of the Marvel Universe since the person telling this story, Galactus, is telling it to Franklin Richards at the end of time. And we certainly haven't gotten there yet, so I wonder if there's going to be any hints of it. But we get the beginnings of the Avengers, Captain America coming off of the ice, the X-Men forming a team, the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, along with a fight between the Thing and the Hulk, the introduction of Daredevil, uh, the and then this issue does such a good job of showing that the Fantastic Four are such an intricate piece to the Marvel Universe of how they united all the heroes at their wedding, uh, the Inhuman they they basically met and discovered uh, the Inhumans, the Black Panther, Galactus, and the Silver Surfer, the Negative Zone. And uh, all of these other crazy things. And then we go into the birth of Franklin Richards when he was born. And then at that point, there's a really sad bit. And I really hope they're going to dive into this. I know they're going to. But it, it flashes back to Galactus and, and Franklin talking. And he says, um, uh, we're, we're the balance of the universe, really, you and me. Uh, the utmost creator, the ultimate destroyer. Would I have even been born had you not existed? Have you been incessantly resurrected because I was around? Do we need each other? You're coming with me, right? When we leave here, Galen? And he looks over at Galactus, and Galactus is like this old, he looks like an old skeleton. He says the 21st century, as you measure it, marched onward. So he doesn't even answer his question, but it's like, uh-oh, is something going to happen to Galactus? And then we go through the the uh, creation of uh, Quasar and the Negabands and the Defenders, the Kree, the Illuminati, um, Beast Turning Blue, the Punisher, Ghost Rider. And then we get into all these, all those other characters that kind of came around the same time. Iron Fist, Shang-Chi, Morbius, Howard the Duck. They go, literally goes into everybody. And then we get the death of Gwen Stacy, um, a couple of other bits about Dormammu, and then it turns into the Phoenix is where it ends. So like I said, I'm just really interested to see where this wraps up because I don't know. I feel like I feel like with three more issues and they told so much story in this issue that there's plenty more that they could probably tell. But we'll see. And again, I, I really recommend this series. Uh, so yeah, jump on it if, if you haven't. 
The Avengers, issue 24, yes. Uh, and the reason I couldn't tell was because I got the Immortal wraparound variant cover. So for some reason, the uh, the logo is on the back of the issue and not the front, or the, the issue number. But this is The Challenge of the Ghost Rider, part 3. And uh, this is by uh, Jason Aaron, Stefano Caselli, and Luciano Vecchio, with color art by Jason Keith and letters by VCs Corey Petit. And we get kind of a little backstory, not backstory, but we get to see many more Ghost Riders, which if you're into Ghost Riders is great. The the big sell on this issue and why I liked it so much is we get to see Cosmic Ghost Rider take on the entirety of the Avengers. And it felt like an anime fight. It was insane. He he just rips them a new one. And it is, is the way Aaron writes him, I really like. He's crazy but at the same time he's coherent and he's not like a jokester he's not a prankster by any means and but he's still really funny and that's because he's you know he's kind of gone insane he even takes on captain marvel and then um robbie reyes finally realizes you know what i'm gonna be the ghost rider i'm gonna win this race and so he races after uh johnny blaze and johnny blaze is like "Uh oh well you know what like i can't you can't win otherwise you're gonna end up being the king of hell and you don't want that trust me so he uses his power of the king as the king of hell which is to be able to control anyone in hell and resurrects one of the celestials that uh, died at the beginning of the avengers to kind of stop him which is really cool and then at that point we go back to some more fighting with the avengers a cool new upgrade with captain america and black panther that was totally badass and then blade steps in and kicks some it kicks some butt too it just i don't know overall by the end of it and and i'll say this now too spoilers for this issue spoilers for all these other issues i'm going to be talking about by the end of it cosmic ghost rider teams up with the avengers i guess he was just trying to hunt for johnny blaze as well so now cosmic ghost rider is an avenger but at this point this ends with i guess robbie ray is going through some visions i don't know like i said i haven't been super impressed with the ghost rider piece of it what i loved so much about this issue is cosmic ghost rider he is by far my favorite ghost rider of all the ghost riders so um i i I can't necessarily pass a full recommendation on avengers right now i'm loving it i'm enjoying it but it's also something that i think you could probably wait for marvel unlimited if you really wanted to, to wait and save the money Next up is Arrow, issue number three. This is by, uh, the first portion is by Zhao Lifen with art by Kang and adapted by Greg Pak. And then the second part of it, which is Arrow and Wave, is by Greg Pak and Alyssa Wong with art by Pop Mon and colors by Frederico Blee, all of it lettered by VCs Joe Caramagna. So uh, this goes into, uh, basically picks up after the last issue, which was um, Arrow's old mentor has released or unleashed, I guess you could say, this guy who's like half stone. And so him and Arrow have a classic anime fight where each of them kind of gets the upper hand back and forth. Super cool fight. Arrow is a really, really powerful superhero. And I'm more excited to see how these new characters interact with the Marvel characters once they inevitably clash at some point in the future. It's just nice to see that these guys are really powered up and uh, very strong. So um, she gets to that point. Seriously, this entire issue is basically just one big fight. And then by the end of it, 
she, uh, what does she even do by the end of it? Oh, she's just going to save people. So I guess parts of the city are kind of collapsing. But like I said, most of this is just one giant fight. And the fight is so good. The art on here is crazy. And I should point that out as well. Um, the art on all of these issues this week has been nothing short of phenomenal. Stefano Caselli killed it on Avengers. Javier Rodriguez killed it on History of the Marvel Universe. And now Kang killed it on this portion. And then even so in the other piece of it, this arrow piece... Uh, the arrow and wave piece is a little weaker, I thought. Uh, kind of, she's trying to, I guess, clear her name by figuring out more about her past. And it's a very short story, so not really much happens in here except that her friend kind of saves her and saves arrow and wave by the end of it, and only to find out that they're in a little more trouble. And I know I said I'd talk spoilers, but I, it's not even that I, I don't know. I'm. I'm thinking I could have probably waited for Marvel Unlimited for Arrow as well, but I'm just wanting to read it because I'm really been on an anime kick and I wanted to read an anime comic, so that's why I picked up Arrow or have been getting it off of Midtown. So I think you'd be okay waiting for it to come out on Marvel Unlimited, but if you love this kind of stuff, if you're into anime characters and if you're into really powerful wind-powered characters, definitely check it out anyway because it's a, it's a really cool series. I'm really enjoying it. Next up is a series that I am not enjoying, and it's not even a series. This is Marvel Comics issue 1001. Guys, I had read the preview of this, which was saying that, oh, we had even more stories to tell, and uh, that's why we had to have a whole nother 499 issue to tell these stories. That is false. That is 100% false. This is... In my opinion, perhaps the biggest cash grab of 2019. The story starts out with an Al Ewing. They're all still one page each. Like, each page is a different story. Al Ewing has the first story and last story that are about the Masked Raider. These stories don't tell anything new. They don't say anything special about this guy. It's just a little bit of prose. And then by the end of it, here's all I'm going to say. If you were wanting to get this comic because you felt like, after reading Marvel 1000, that, ooh, I want to ride this gravy train, I want to feel, I want that same sort of feeling where every page is a different story in the year of the Marvel Universe, this is completely different. This is just a smattering of stories that most, none of them are connected to anything. None of the stories are connected to any year. They're not connected to any through line. It's literally just... Think of this one. If the last one was more of a connected anthology series, this one is a very disconnected anthology series. And I just... I mean, I get it, because a lot of these creators wanted to write a story, and it couldn't fit in the Marvel 1000 issue, so I guess they made another one. But to have to not necessarily trick the readers, but tell them that it's a complete continuation sort of a lie and even the these two back end stories about the masked raider reveal absolutely nothing except a question which just says Korvac is online with a question mark so if you're wanting to read this book for any sort of snippets or tidbits about the future of marvel that's the only thing you're going to get is that Korvac is online uh so honestly and there's a whole ton of i'm not even going to read this list because it's hundreds of color artists inkers pencilers who probably all worked really hard on this comic but i just i i'm actually kind of upset that i bought this comic because as i was reading it i was like wow this is a a waste of my time at least the marvel comics 1000 issue led to something and was kind of hinting at something this felt like an a like a huge afterthought something like oh yeah hey there there were a couple of stories we didn't use do you think we can probably uh patch them all together and sell another comic to people for them like oh yeah people will pay for that yep look at me i paid for it and i'm 
still paying for it. So I do not recommend reading that. I, I And if there's someone out there who read it and loved it, I would love to hear why you loved it because I just, and I, I read through these stories too. And, and there was a couple, Scott Ackerman's story about Spider-Man uh, was really good. I thought it was really good. And I actually almost choked up reading it, but the rest of them to me just weren't that good. So next up is Fearless, issue number three. This is a... This is the third of four, so there's only one left. And uh, right now we're in part three of Campfire Song by Seanan McGuire with art by Claire Rowe and color art by Rochelle Rosenberg. Copycat by Zoe Quinn with art by Marika Cresta and color art by Irma Nivilla. And then Jubilation by Alyssa Wong, art by Alti Fermencia and color art by Rochelle Rosenberg with letters by Cardinal Ray. So this story this campfire story is actually picked up quite a bit and it's got it got really interesting in this issue um still got to see some cool power moves by storm captain marvel and invisible woman but then what what was oh made me so mad was the the cliffhanger here miss marvel shows up and trying to catch i think the person who's running this place uh says no one's forcing you to use your campers at as bait either but here you are gasp and it says to be concluded. And it's like, no, I, I really want to see how this plays out because we were led to believe that the students may be bad guys in the last issue. And clearly by this issue, they weren't. The kid who had that blinking, beeping ball, it actually ended up summoning these frog aliens from space that the those three uh, women had to fight along with a couple of other, I think a couple of other the school kids who had powers kind of fought too. But so it was like, oh, okay, this kid maybe isn't the bad guy. So it's like, oh, well, maybe the leader is the leader of the camp is the bad guy. We don't know yet. So, you know, we'll, we'll find out in this last issue. But I enjoy I'm really enjoying it. It kept me on the edge of my seat. This The next one is, uh, it's, it's about Hellcat. And it's got Jessica Jones and a little bit of uh, Jen Walters, She-Hulk. So I really liked this one too. The art was really good. Hell, Damien Hellstrom is in here. And we get some really good comedy from Patsy Walker. If you guys love Hellcat, I, I really like Hellcat. I, I loved her in Jessica Jones, the show. I've loved her in the comics. And this was just a really cool story about her and helping out a sort of demon cat that came from hell that actually ends up turning into what I think is going to be a new Marvel character. So if you guys are hearing any noises, I do have cats. And I have a cat right now walking around on my desk. Uh, because um, she's lonely and she wants to hang out with me, so I'm gonna oblige her. So if she meows or anything or rubs her rubs her little face on the on the microphone, I apologize. But she's nothing but a ball of uh, just she's a joy. She's uh, and I feel really bad because I I wanted to keep her out, but she raced through the door and I was trying to close the door and I think I bumped her leg and and she hissed at me. But I I apologized and we're we're we've made up, so we're good. The Third story in here is about Jubilee, if you'd have guessed, from Jubilation. And this one was the one of the weaker stories of the three. It, uh, it's got her, it's her and Wolverine, and it's basically about social media, and it's only three pages, and it, it doesn't really forward anything, ex- unless you want to see what it looks like when Jubilee dabs, because that, that's what we got on, at the end of this one. So, uh, overall, you know, not the, it's not the best comic on the stands, but I'm really enjoying it, and I, I'm glad that there's only one more issue. I'm excited for the end to see what, what they fit in. I hope there's some cool extra stories besides that campfire story. Honestly, so far, I think my favorite story besides the main one was the Millie the Model story in that first issue just because I had no idea who Millie the Model was. I sort of did, but like I've never read anything of hers. And so I hope they kind of put something like that in the final one, like a cool callback, throwback uh, female superhero or something like that. 
Next up is King Thor, issue number one. Guys, I am so excited for this comic series. I honestly am bummed I'm getting it from Midtown because I have to wait a month to get it. But, and it says it on the front of this cover, this truly is Jason Aaron and Esau Ribic reunite for the conclusion of the Thor story seven years in the making. And that is who it is. Jason Aaron writes, Esau Ribic does the art and cover, and Ives Vorsina does uh, color art with VCs Joe Sabino on letters. So this takes place toward at the end of time with Thor and his granddaughters kind of trying to fight off oblivion at this point. So his granddaughters are trying to get to this library of knowledge. At the same time, Thor is fighting Loki at the end of time. Loki is the all-black necro god right now. He's got the necro sword from Null, and uh, they're fighting, and it is an epic plant. I'm not exaggerating when I say that it is a planet-destroying event. There's not one, but I think two planets that are destroyed in this issue alone because everyone's dead. All of life is dead at this point except for Midgard. And uh, by the end of this, so literally this entire episode is essentially just a fight between Thor and Loki with some of the best writing that I've seen Jason Aaron do and some of the best art that I've seen Esau draw. So I am I'm 100% in on this series. It is so good. Um, if you want to wait for Marvel Unlimited, fine, but... I, this is a this is a monumental story. I can tell already. It's only four issues. The last issue is an oversized issue, but overall, this is just this story is. I don't use this word often because I don't like it, but this story is epic in all regards. And then at the end of this story, we get a reveal that Gore the God Butcher is back, and that's the big tell in this one. It's like, oh no, what uh, what's Gore going to be doing in this series? And so I'm I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm going to be the first. I'd say I'm going to be the first one in line, but I'm I'm going to be the first person pressing buy on my Midtown orders, and and I already am because <laughs> I've pre-ordered all four of the issues. So that oversized fourth issue is sure to be good before. Uh, Donnie Cates takes over of this Thor run. I just, and I, I'll probably go into this a little more at the end on the final issue, but Jason Aaron is just probably, in my opinion, the greatest Thor writer that I've seen and read of. So congrats to them. Congrats on putting on a great new book. Really excited to see where this one goes. And now we're going to be switching gears a little bit, guys. We're getting a little twisted over here. We're moving over to DC Comics. <gasps> DC, what does that stand for? Well, guys, it stands for Detective Comics, I think. But uh, DC, this is Deceased, issue five of six. And this is a story by, uh, it's Tom Taylor and Trevor Hersign, uh, if I'm correct. Yep, Trevor Hersign with inks by Stefano Guadagnino. No, V, what are you doing? Rubbing up against this mic. Hopefully it's not upsetting you guys. Uh, color art by Rain Burrito and letters by Saida Temofante. And... Uh, I loved this issue. I loved this issue. This series is really shaping up to be one of the one of my favorite DC stories. So at this point, the world is basically dead. Um, bombs went off in many major cities to kill off this virus, and right now we've got uh, oh man. Just the scenes. The great part about writing a story like this is you get to have scenes that you typically wouldn't have in a story. So um, they go to survey metropolis and lex luther is there and superman he yells to superman superman lex he, he says luther by row if you so much as and he says truce truce i'm not here to fight you superman i'm not here to add to and he just literally lex luther just falls to his knees and looks up at superman and says look what happened to our city and then uh from there we kind of show that they've been they're like destroying the internet 
All It says, over the next few days, we took down the internet, every major server in every country, every mass digital broadcasting device, everything we relied on was severed. So the only way for the virus to spread was through people. And at this point, they have made safe havens in the mascara and also in the middle of Gotham where Poison Ivy has created this giant forest sort of compound, which was super cool. We get to see Killer Croc get killed. There's a lot. This has been great too, seeing all these deaths. So everyone now is going to the Fortress of Solitude, which is the new Hall of Heroes because it's a safe spot. And what ends up happening? But um, Martian Manhunter shows up out of nowhere and immediately just destroys Lex Luthor, slice like cuts him in half, explodes, drives like flies right through him, and then he infects Flash which is not good, obviously. And so at that point, Firestorm completely just destroys Martian Manhunter, burns him to a crisp, which was awesome. And um, I think this is Kid Flash. He's like, I'll go, I'll go get Flash. And Superman says, no, if you're turn two, Wally. And then he says, I'll go. And then uh, Green Arrow says, do you honestly think you can catch him? And Superman says, no. And then Flash just... Uh, is literally running at the speed of light around the world, or is it the speed of sound? Uh, yeah, it's faster than the speed of sound, infecting people. Superman decides to fly around the world in the opposite direction. He says, I can come from the other side. I can meet him. And he flies right through Flash and cuts him in half. Like, he just ends up just destroying Flash. And the face that Superman has when he's doing it is so sad. Like that he has to do this to him. And it says, That day we found out what happens when the unstoppable force meets the immovable object. They merge. And so now Superman's infected. So he races back to the Fortress of Solitude and says his goodbyes to his family, which is just, this series has been so heartbreaking in the best way. He says goodbye to his mom, to his wife, to his son. And then he tries to fly into space and uh, to starve himself of oxygen before the virus could Said It says he tried, he tried to leave, to get as far away from Earth as he could, to starve himself of oxygen before the virus could. <sighs> Maybe if he hadn't stopped to speak with us. If he hadn't, then Clark, my husband, was gone, and any hope of our world was gone with him. And the last little bit here is him like shooting his lasers off into space. So maybe that means this last issue is going to be Superman coming and wreaking havoc on the rest of the world. If Superman's infected, guys, who's going to stop Superman? I have no idea, but I am here for it, and I cannot wait for this next next month to uh, read that final issue. Now, what I am calling, and this is uh, this is a strange call. I wouldn't have wouldn't have said this had I not read this for myself. My pick of the week, or I guess I, it is my pick of the week. This is you know of this batch of comics, Harleen issue number one of three, I believe. This is a uh, this is a DC black label comic, and I hope I say this person's name right. It's Stepian Sedgik? I'm sure this is like Norwegian or something, but um, it's S-T-J-E-P-A-N and then S-E-J-I-C. Again, this is a black label book about Harley Quinn. I don't like Harley Quinn. I've never been a fan of her. I find her incredibly annoying, and I find her at, uh, she's just, I don't know, to me, her character, she's, she always just felt like the victim of Joker, like, how could you not see that he's using you, that he doesn't care about you, how can you not see these things, and, um, 
And this book kind of explains why and goes a lot into her backstory, which was something I didn't know I needed, but I realized I did need. I needed to find a reason to care about Harley, and I did. This is an almost entire issue, and it is an it is a long issue, guys. Like you're getting your money's worth. It's seven ninety nine, but it's it's prestige format, so it's the same format as uh, Batman Damned. And so it's just the art, and and what's great too, and I always love when this happens. Stepan Sedgwick is uh, he is writing and doing the art. And I always love seeing that. And then Gab- Gabriella Downey is doing letters with, uh, it doesn't look, who's doing letters? It doesn't even say, wow, DC doesn't care about their letters. It's clearly not a VC production because if it was VC, they would be uh, flaunting who's doing it because they're so proud of their the job that they do on their letters. But no, seriously, guys, this, the reason I'm saying this is my pick of the week is because I read this book start to finish. It had my full absolute attention. There, there are times where when I'm reading comics, I have to either like stop reading or my mind kind of goes off into direction because of something that's brought up in the comic. And that's not a bad thing, but it just, that happens. This book was so engrossing that all I could think about was this book as I was reading it. It was a page turner. I just, I had to turn the page and I'm doing it right now just for no one to see, but I had to just turn the page every time to find out, you know, what's going to happen next, worried that the next page is going to be the last page. And there are so many pages in this book that that was not the case at all. It is such a good story. And so it's literally just a retelling of uh, Harley's kind of rise to become Harley Quinn and her dealing with the Joker. And like I said, I don't know a lot about Harley. I know her backstory. I know that, but I've never read it in the comics. And I know she was introduced in the cartoons. But I just, in terms of a story, I would say if you want to know about Harley Quinn, this is the book that you want to read. And it's cool or interesting, I guess you could say, uh, that DC's Black Label right now is putting out so many comics. They are doing Harleen, Joker, Harley, Criminal Insanity, uh, Joker, the, uh, it's like the last laugh or no, Joker, the killer smile. Uh, You had Batman Damned. And then Batman, The Last Night on Earth, and now there's going to be a new Wonder Woman one. I didn't want to get in any of those other ones because I've, it's like, I feel like I've seen, I've seen that already. Like, I've seen enough of the Joker. I've seen enough of Batman. I hadn't seen anything about Harley, so that's why I wanted to do this. And the Wonder Woman one looks good, but I'm just, I'm personally not a fan of the artist's uh, art style. I just, it, it doesn't look compelling to me enough for me to, you know, stay engaged while I'm reading it. And that's not a dig at the art, the artist, just a dig at the art. You know, there's some art that, that's not for everybody and that one's one. So I'm, I'm really hoping that DC Black Label really puts out some more Black Label type stuff for maybe, I, w- I would be so interested to see like a Flash Black Label, an Aquaman Black Label, Green Lantern Black Label. Um, so this Harleen one, I, I can't recommend it enough. It is awesome. This would make a good gift for somebody because it's such a big book. Like it's thick. It's, it's huge. It's a huge size. It's like twice the size of a regular comic. And, uh, yeah, so I just, I can't praise it enough. I really enjoyed it and I cannot wait to see what the next two, um, the next two issues have in store before this thing ends. So that's, that's what I got in Midtown. The other things that I got, which, I haven't, I haven't read, and I'm not reading right now just because these aren't current comics, but I picked up or I'd ordered the dollar comics of Batman Hush, 
and the dollar comic of Crisis on Infinite Earths because I wanted to check out and see if those are some series that maybe I would want to check out in their entirety. And then I got the Marvel Tales featuring Black Panther with the cover art by Jen Bartel. And I, I love, like I've said, I've loved those Marvel Tales. They're $7.99, but you're getting a bunch of comics. It's like a 76 pages or 96 pages, something like that. It's a lot of pages. And I'm thinking maybe we'll do that for one of our uh, one of our book clubs as they go on further down the line to do a, a Marvel Tales because they're all old issues. So you can find them on Marvel Unlimited and we can read them along with each other or together. So that's going to do it here for comics and cinema for this monthly Midtown episode. I'm your host, Alex Klein, and I hope you enjoy these comics. Thank you.